Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. The new the voice new of voice success. success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys and advice of our guests here on Big Idea Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea Big Moves, Jamie Allison. Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different fields, different uh, areas of expertise, and people just doing really cool things in their field. So we talk to athletes, we talk to CEOs, um, we talk to scientists and entrepreneurs, and we talk to people just finding out a little bit about their journey and things that they're doing to make uh, um, big moves in their space, but also just finding things that um, that you can apply to your lives. And I know we have one of those today, um, really interesting guest. And, and just before we jump into that, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that uh, we uh, link up with Epitome Sportswear and, and they um, link really nicely with our kind of um, whole life success um, way of looking at things. Their, their motto is actually live life fully. Um, and, uh, and so they have not just kind of athletic equipment, but things that, um, you know, if you are just going out for a hike and, and being able to be comfortable for that, or, or maybe you're a parent who's going to your kid's game for that evening. And, and so they really try to look at those things. The other thing that they do that really connects well with us is they try to give back to the community they serve. And so they are working to impact the inequities and opportunity for girls and women in sport. Um, and for that reason, a, profit, a portion of their profits go directly to organizations and initiatives that support girls in sports. So um, look at our, uh, uh, there's a link in our bio, so you can take a look at it through there. There's actually a 20% um, um, discount code in there. So go ahead and take a look at it there or go directly to Epitome Sportswear, which is E-P-I-T-O-M-E sportswear.com com and uh, see if there's something that uh, that uh, you uh, would like to take uh, advantage of. Um, and so today, really happy that we have Colleen Foch with us today. Um, she's both a, a CrossFit Games individual and team competitor. Um, she was a collegiate swimmer at UC Berkeley, at which uh, she was a two-time national champ, an All-American NCAA champion, uh, American record holder, qualified for the Olympic trials as well. Um, when her swim career ended, she discovered a love for CrossFit, so a lot of people will know her from that. And most recently, she made the USA bobsled team before an injury that uh, threw a bit of a wrench into that plan, which uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about. And I know that she's also doing some corporate stuff now, which is uh, also a whole other thing, I'm, I'm sure, as well. So um, so again, Colleen, I know it, you've got a really kind of um, busy schedule. So thanks very much for taking the time with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, no, no problem. And, and, you know, maybe we'll start just before we go into some of that journey and how, how you got there is that um, we're talking in the early days of uh, uh, the Winter Olympics are, are kind of happening right now. And, and maybe, you know, uh, you know, if you can talk a little bit about, um, you know, your, your journey, we'll, we'll start with bobsled, which is a little bit different, yeah. because, uh, but why don't we, why don't we start there and just, you know, are, I, I guess, maybe the first question might be, um, are you, are you watching kind of what's happening there, you know, all the people that are there, and, uh, and obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's probably a bit of a bittersweet thing for you as well at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm absolutely watching and it's so cool to see. Um, actually, so my boyfriend is over there competing, which is awesome, along with um, some amazing friends that I made 
through bobsledding. So it's so cool watching their journeys, like watching the opening ceremonies and just all of their posts they made. So they start official training next week. Um, and then the following week they'll start, um, their racing and stuff. So it's, it's awesome to get to watch them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you, I, I know it was, uh, it was a big change for you to kind of jump into that. And, and, uh, a couple of people had done that almost at the same time, but maybe I'll throw that out there. I know, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about how you've went kind of from, uh, from swimming to CrossFit to CrossFit to bobsled, you know, what, what, was it a hard transition, I guess, because I know I've talked to other people where they've talked about the, the really explosive kind of short sprint power is very different than maybe the endurance stuff you'd been used to. And what was it like to transition into a sport like that? Yeah, that was super different. Um, Cause for about like seven, eight years, I was, especially from the running side of things, I was really focused on being able to do, you know, 5k repeats and stuff yeah. like that. And being able to go 80% for a really long time and um, did a total 180 to be able to go, you know, 110% for like five, six seconds. Yeah. Um, so that was a big, big transition, um, just to be able to, uh, not hold back at all. Cause I think with a lot of, you know, in CrossFit, it's all about strategy and pacing and there's no pacing in bobsledding. You got to go all out. So that was definitely, um, a big transition. And a lot of that was reflected in, just my switch to a different type of programming. So like you said, working on um, focusing on more power, strength, speed, instead of, um, you know, really focusing on endurance. So that was a a huge transition, Um, but it was really cool. It was um, awesome experience. Um, It's just fun getting to try a whole new sport. Um, and I mean, go never in a million years did I think I'd be in a bobsled going down a bobsled track and, and it was insane. So cool. Yeah, like, um, what, what is the first time like, because everybody said, like, I, I don't think uh, there are tons of people who have never tried it before. Like that's the one yeah. thing. This is a sport that a lot of people haven't tried before, but, um, people say it's not like a, people think of it like a roller coaster. It's not like a roller coaster. Yeah. What does it feel like the first time <laughs> yeah. you go down? So yeah, so it's it's super different um, track to track. Um, but my first bobsled experience was in Lake Placid, which um, is definitely one of the more, I would say, aggressive tracks. Not that I've been on a ton, but in the ones that I've been in. Um, and I remember my first time, I was just focused on getting in. I was like, I just need to get in the sled <laughs> and hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and your first time down, like you have no idea where you are in the track. Um, like as you go down more and more, you have a sense of where you are and you can count the turns and everything, um, and kind of have a sense of, you know, if you're close to the end. Um, and I knew going into it that it was going to be about like 50 seconds to a minute. So I literally just started counting in my head because to have a sense of how much longer it was going to take. Um, and then fortunately, because I was super new, like we had talked me and my pilot, you know, that she would yell breaks when it was time to break. Um, but, you know, as you become more experienced and you know, you know, when you're done and when to break and stuff, but being new, that was helpful for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was wild, like such a, it definitely not like a roller coaster. I love roller coasters, but this was definitely not <laughs> like it. Um, it was just a huge, huge, um, an adrenaline rush for sure. So yeah. it was awesome. 
so so what was that like i mean obviously your your goal at the time was to be able to be over there at, at the same yeah. time as everybody right now um you know how how disappointing was that when you know you obviously hurt yourself and things like right. that and um you know was that was that a real kind of gut-wrenching thing at the time or or is it early enough in your transition that it wasn't quite so bad it was really hard um so i would say like the second that it happened Um, I mean, I was hoping that it wasn't a super bad injury. I was hoping that, um, I don't know, it was something I could bounce back from in like a month or two. Um, But the feeling of it, I kind of knew in the back of my head, I was like, I think this is really bad. Um, And, but was trying to stay positive and, you know, got an MRI, found out it was a full tear. And, but I think in that second, that's what kind of, um, kind of flashed before my eyes. I was like, all basically the rest of my year that I thought I had planned out is gone. Um, and so that's definitely a hard pill to swallow. Um, but, but it's kind of crazy to look back now. And I think with every, you know, injury setback obstacle you overcome, like, um, you know, it, it's hard in the moment to understand, um, you know, the silver linings behind it or, you know, lessons you learn through the tough things. Um, but I think looking back, there's so much that came of that. And I mean, I had a shoulder injury, um, uh, a few years back too. And like that at the time was horrible and Mm -hmm. not fun, but lots of lessons learned, um, you know, ended up taking different paths that I didn't expect, but it all worked out the way it was supposed to. Um, but yeah, I think in the moment it's really hard to keep thinking positively. Um, and I think for me, you know, after being really mad and sad and all that, I just was really focused on, um, as corny as it sounds one day at a time, because you can go down the rabbit holes of, I should have been doing this and I could have done this. And, but, but that's not reality. And like, you just have to stay on the path you're on and have faith that it's going to work out the way it's supposed to. Um, so I think for me, that was, while again, like it was hard, I had to reel myself back in a lot, um, but just really staying present and not letting my mind wander to these kind of like alternate realities that I was kind of making up in my head. Um, so that's what, uh, yeah, like going through that process, what was really important for me to check in with. So, well, and, and you talked about the different paths that come out of these things and, and you've, um, I mean, you've been, you've been great at that throughout your career anyway, so far, because obviously you've, you've been, you know, you've excelled in multiple areas and, and maybe if we could just work it back a little bit, it's just, you know, tell us about, um, you know, you, you were obviously, um, you know, a a crazy good swimmer and, and just, you know, when you do that and, and what was it who, like, was there something in particular that decide made you decide, okay, you know, CrossFit is my next thing. How did, how does that work when you, when you go through a process of really thinking you're going to change what you do and and what you really delve yourself into? Yeah. So with specifically moving from swimming to CrossFit after I was done swimming, I really didn't think I was going to compete in anything again, but Mm -hmm. I, I knew that fitness and movement and all of that was a really big part of my life and something I really enjoyed. Um, and even though, even if I didn't think I was going to be competing in athletics, like being an athlete 
um, whether it's competing or not, was a huge part of me. And so I wanted to continue to do that. And one of the things, um, if you ask anyone I swam with, um, the weight room was my favorite place to be. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, like the pool was fun, but like, given the option, I wanted to be in the weight room. (laughs) So, um, so I knew that weight training, that was something I wanted to do. And I definitely, especially being on teams pretty much my whole life, I really like that environment of being able to work out with other people, push each other and all of that. And so I definitely missed that sense of community. Um, And I remember a friend of mine took me to back when regionals was still um, going on, took me to a regional competition and I'd heard of CrossFit, but I didn't know you could compete in it and stuff. I hadn't really um, seen much into it. And I was there and I was like, this looks awesome. And I was just so impressed and inspired by these super strong women just moving a ton of weight and just doing all these I don't know, just crazy, awesome things. And, um, and so that's what initially got me into it was like, I love lifting and I love working out with people. Like this seems like my jam. Um, and yeah, and signed up like that following Monday and I was so hooked (laughs) and it was fun too, because it gave me that competitive outlet that I didn't think I missed as much as I really did. Um, and yeah. And then kind of one thing led to another and then was like, I want to go to the CrossFit games one day. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you did, um, you did team stuff, you did individual stuff. I mean, yeah. it leads me to believe that you, you enjoy the team stuff. So is there, was there one part of it you enjoyed more than, you know, are you, are you more of a team person or are you more of a, okay, I'm, I want to individually be able to, to kind of rem- represent myself that way. Yeah. I think, you know, I had a huge goal of, or a big goal of mine was to go individually. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm really, I feel very thankful and um, proud of being able to do that. But I would say that I personally enjoy being on a team more. Um, And yeah, just everything from swimming to CrossFit to bobsledding. I just, I really like that environment. Um, and even individually, like you have your team, but, um, you know, and everyone that helps and support you to get to those like somewhat individual goals, but they're definitely like team, uh, goals. I would say, even if it's just one person competing, but, um, I would say I definitely enjoy the team environment more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, swimming is a good example of that. It's still a very individual sport in what you're doing in most cases, unless it's relays or something like that. But in most cases it's that, but the swim team is actually very cohesive usually. So. Yes, absolutely. Um, So one of the things, I mean, obviously you've, you've competed in, you know, large environments where there's lots of stuff going on and all of those things is, um, uh, do you have to do much from a mental performance standpoint? I mean, is that, um, you know, in any of these things, a lot of it is kind of your own mental resilience to get through some of them. Um, yeah. Do you do anything that way or, or like, or, or how do you, uh, how do you approach that? I would say a big thing for me was, and something that I really feel like I started to attack during CrossFit was just self-talk when things weren't really going my way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, not being scared of those thoughts, but having plans in place of like, okay, what do I start telling myself when I start to kind of go down that rabbit hole? Yeah. Um, and I think also performing 
like focusing on the things I can control versus focusing on what I'm trying to get out of the outcome. Like for example, in swimming, like there's no sense of me going up onto the blocks, super fixated on, I want to get this time. Like the clock's going to take care of itself, but it's like, what are the things that I can do right now to focus on getting that time? And I think that was a lot of it too. Like, again, back to like the injury, just like really staying present and not getting fixated on past or the future and just staying like in the here in the now. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, And, um, you know, one thing that I, I, I understand right now is that, um, you're also doing kind of some corporate stuff now, like a, you know, normal kind of job stuff. How has that (laughs) been? You know, I I know that sounds bad, but it's, it's, it is that is, um, you know, so what's that translate transition like for you, but also, um, have you found that those things that you, um, uh, that you develop through sports, I guess, do they, do they impact you positively in the workplace? I mean, you know, all the planning, all of those things. Absolutely. So I'm working as a data analyst and um, it's been awesome. It's, you know, it's really cool to see a lot of, I feel like characteristics and attributes that I was able to develop through sport transfer over into this new role. And I think a lot of that um, is resiliency, um, not being discouraged if, you know, I get um, something that I need to do that I've never done before. Um, And I mean, that was very prevalent in CrossFit. I mean, you show up to a competition, you're like, I've never done that movement or that specific workout, but you're like, I've done similar things. I've done hard things like all figure it out kind of as I go. Um, And I think, again, like it's another team for me to be a part of. And I'm super lucky at my job that I have um, awesome leadership, a really great team around me, and we're super supportive. So when, you know, like I'm still trying to um, upgrade like my technical skills and um, I'm trying to figure something out. I know I can lean on my teammates and my coworkers to kind of help me and vice versa too. Um, so yeah, it's been really cool just to be able to see those things like on a day-to-day basis kind of bleed into this new, this new venture. So, yeah. yeah I, I mean, it is the the one thing that um, I think people don't um uh, don't have enough kind of promotion about is that especially for um, uh, and I think uh, uh, whether it's female entrepreneurs whether it's female um, you know corporate leaders and things like that is that the the competencies that come from those are actually when you look at those people who are very successful in business or in corporate life and things like that are actually the exact same types of competencies that they look for and and um, because of those things you just talked about so so there is a nice way of connecting across as well. Um, so one of the things too is that you um, um, you you would have had to have I, I assume have a real kind of goal setting approach in your athletic life. You know, do you do you are, are you the person who kind of writes everything down? Are you a person who does all of that about figuring out what is I'm uh, what I'm going to do this year? How do you approach goal setting yourself? I would say uh, I do. I actually threw my so I'm not necessarily someone who writes down goals, but I have found that, um, just documenting stuff along the way. So not necessarily journaling, but something I found super helpful during, um, my rehab process was kind of documenting things along the way. And something I've actually done 
Um, and I mean, it's similar to like what I did with CrossFit with, you know, me and my coach, we documented every workout I did kind of how I felt about it, times, weights, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and something I've started to do, you know, as a new data analyst, kind of logging new stuff that I'm learning stuff that I'm still trying to figure out. Um, not only is it helpful because, you know, it allows you to go back as a reference, but I think it's just really cool to give some perspective because I think it's really easy to, um, uh, sometimes not stop and kind of be like, man, like I came a long way kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cause it's, cause that's the thing. I mean, I would consider myself a very driven person, so I'm always like, okay, what's next? What's the next thing? Next? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, so like, for example, you know, in my, uh, rehab process for my knee, it was super cool to even now, you know, when I'm in the gym and I'm kind of frustrated and it feels like I've plateaued a little bit in recovery. Um, you know, I go back to, you know, um, a day where I wrote down the first day that I got to walk without crutches and I was super excited and like, um, or the first day I got to do an air squat and I was like, you know, just beaming. And so it just gives a little perspective. It's all context, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, just reminds you that like, you can get through hard things and, and yeah, so that that's yeah. helped me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. That's a, a neat approach to it. And, and the other thing is, is that, um, um, you know, obviously you, you have, when you're in the middle of a, a sport, well, if you're preparing for say an Olympic sport, obviously you're fully ingrained in that at the time, but how do you like now that you're kind of um, you've you've got uh, work, you've got, I'm sure, personal and you're you're kind of wanting to be able to stay in shape in the gym and all of those things. How do you try to balance all of those things now that there's there's a lot of competing priorities at, at a time, I'm sure? Yes. Uh, time management is super important. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, very much a necessity. And I'm still, I would say, like figuring out how to um, best balance all of those things. Like one thing that I, you know, with a new work schedule, I was trying to figure out when the best time to train was. And I remember, or how I kind of looked at it was, um, you know, when I started this new job, totally, you know, again, different routine, different schedule. And I, um, the analogy I was explaining to someone was if you haven't worked out for a long time, or if you get on a new program and you're just really sore for the first few weeks. And that's kind of how I felt like, you know, my first few weeks of my job, I was like, well, man, I'm more really like sore. my brain was really sore. <laughs> and, uh, but, um, but that was the thing, like recently I shifted my training to the mornings and, that was a absolute game changer. I don't love training in the mornings, but I was like, that's going to be the best for my overall day. And I'm not going to end up eating dinner super late, which means I'm going to bed later and all this stuff. So um, yeah, still tweaking things here and there, but I think it's just about um, managing time and making sure that I'm, you know, taking action towards those goals that I want to do. And like my schedule is reflecting that. Um, and making sure to like schedule in also downtime too, like trying not to burn myself out. Um, 
because I definitely want to like go, go, go. So that's important too. So, yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned earlier that, um, you know, one of the things that was appealing for CrossFit for you was, um, you know, when you, the first time you went, you saw all these kind of strong women that um, were just doing things that, you know, at the time probably didn't see tons of. So, which was, which is really cool. Um, and so are there, were there, have there been certain people that have kind of inspired you, um, and you know, who, you know, why, I guess, who had been maybe your mentors or inspirations and, um, and then the second part to that would be, there are probably lots of people that see you that way now as well, considering all the things that you've done and, and how, how does that feel? So, so two questions, loaded questions, I know, but I'll, I'll yeah, for sure. I think for me, the big one is, I mean, my family is super inspiring to me, like my parents, especially too. Um, I think someone like a Steffi Cohen is super inspiring to me. Um, cause I think a lot of times, uh, I don't know, uh, people will say, you know, you can't do multiple things. Great. Like you're going to end up spreading yourself too thin and you'll end up giving only, and that's the thing. I don't want to load up my plate so much where I'm being, you know, like 50% or whatever it is and all these things. Like I want to do all these things at a hundred percent. Um, I mean, sometimes for sure, like there are days and stuff where the balance kind of (laughs) gets a little wonky and stuff. Um, but yeah, like my siblings and what they're doing. Um, and I think just like, yeah, like, um, women and men in general who kind of, don't let other people's expectations like define what they can do. Um, like I know for me, that was a big thing when I was competing in CrossFit and I was thinking of going back to school to get my master's. Um, you know, there were some people that were like, you know, that's going to hinder on CrossFit or like, you're not going to be able to excel in school that way. And like seeing like a Steffi Cohen who, you know, went to school, like did really well, also was competing, also has a business, all that stuff. So seeing people like that is really inspiring to me. And like, I have friends who, again, like in school, working full time, like also have a personal life. It's just, it's good to remind myself that that's doable, even when people try to tell you it's not. (laughs) Um, I mean, it definitely takes a lot of work and for sure, a lot of time management. um, But but yeah, if you want it, like you can do it. So, yeah. well, and, and, and then the other side is obviously people see you that way. So how is that, you know, knowing that, you know, you've, you've done a number of things, but people probably see you as, as that role model now, how's that feel um, after coming through all those things? That's in- incredible. Um, and like, I don't know, to get messages, you know, on Instagram or YouTube and stuff like that of, Um, like, especially through, um, my ACL injury, like people feeling like they could really connect and were inspired and motivated to keep going through tough times. Like that means the world to me. And that's just so rewarding and gives me like an extra like oomph on, uh, days where I might be dragging a little bit. Um, so I hope, and I, you know, try to, communicate that as best I can. Like when I get those messages, like, especially on days where I'm kind of feeling like, man, I'm struggling a bit, like those things lift me up a lot. And so I'm, I'm just super grateful for that and, um, feel really blessed that like that can be a part of my story too, like helping other people. So, yeah. 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 
Now, do you have, um, I mean, I know you've done a whole bunch of different things and you're in a really new endeavor now too. Um, do you have a, a big other thing you want to accomplish or uh, is it, is that too far ahead right now? Or, or do you have something that you think, Oh, you know what? I really want to be able to do this. Yeah. So I've got some stuff in the works um, that I unfortunately can't talk about. Yeah, that's okay. Yet. That's okay. But I'm, but I'm super excited. Um, again, like to continue to pursue, you know, this new career in data analytics, but also um, pursue some new goals and ventures in the fitness realm, um, which again, like is a huge part of who I am and what I love to do. And um, just really excited to continue to connect with people in that way. Um, And yeah. Very cool. Well, and and so one of the things that we ask everybody who comes on the show, we we try to get a couple of actionable things. They've already taken lots away, I'm sure, already today. Um, but maybe um, you know, one of the things that obviously you're you're great at is being able to be open to new opportunities. And um, uh, some people are, you know, if they haven't kind of flexed that muscle a whole lot before, and they maybe are, are looking at wanting to do that, um, but are a little bit worried about taking on a, whether it's a new challenge or something that'll really stretch them. Um, do you have a couple of, um, you know, tips on, you know, how do, how do you make yourself a little more com- comfortable with that? Or, or, you know, a couple of tips to somebody who's listening that just thinks I really want to do something that's maybe a little bit different for me. Yeah, absolutely. I would say one thing that I know was kind of holding me back from whether it was school or like getting into data analytics was this is going to take so long that I'm, you know, starting out um, what I thought was like too late in life. I was like, I should have taken these classes back, you know, in college and all this stuff. And, you know, like as corny as it sounds, like the time's going to pass by either way. So you might as well like do the work and get started Um, Because honestly, it flies by. And yeah, so I think like, especially if you feel like, oh, it's too late, or I can't, that's too big of a pivot. It's really not like I think for sure, like it's not easy. But I think for me, that was I mean, if you had told me I was going to pivot from, you know, competing into data analytics, even like four years ago, I would have been like, there's no way like (laughs) Um, But that's the thing, like you just start with manageable steps, because I think sometimes, um, like I know for me, it was a big switch instead of, um, I mean, it's always good to look big picture, but like starting off with what can I do like today, this week versus thinking about, I want to get all the way up here. It's like, okay, that's the goal. But like, what can I do now? And what's sustainable, what's manageable. Um, And so I think, yeah, just starting out with um, uh, just manageable, like week to week, month to month goals, Mm -hmm. instead of getting like super overwhelmed with like the big picture at times. Yeah. Um, And I think just like having really a really good support system around you, um, good sounding boards of people that will kind of hold you accountable keep you in check. Like when the initial like motivation has kind of worn off a little bit. So like kind of, yeah. Yeah. So like checking in with like why you're doing it. Um, and again, like having good sounding boards that can remind you when it's a little harder to remind yourself. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's that's great. Um, and I, I'm sure lots of people can kind of take that away because uh, right now, uh, probably more than any other time, people are kind of looking at different things that they want to do and different things in their yeah. lives that, uh, you know, and, and changes they want to make. So so that's um, it's really timely as well. So um, thank you for that. Um, if people are trying to follow you, I mean, they've heard this and want to, to follow what you're doing and and these exciting things that you have coming up. Yeah. Um, what are what are some of the best ways of doing that, Colleen? Yeah, best ways would be uh, Colleen Foch on Instagram and also Colleen Foch on YouTube. All right. And uh, what we'll do is we'll put that in the show notes as well. So um, if you uh, don't get it right away, just jump on there and we'll have the things click through. Take a look at, at some of the uh, great content that Colleen has on there. It's uh, uh, definitely worthwhile. Um, and uh, if you hadn't, haven't hit subscribe on the podcast, do that right now um, because we have great people like Colleen every week. Um, and again, you know, I know, uh, you know you've, you've got lots of things going on right now. So thank you so much for taking the time, Colleen. We really appreciate it today. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. All right. And we will uh, talk to everybody again on Big Idea, Big Moves. Thanks for listening to the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. Be sure to drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Big Idea underscore Big Moves. We love to hear your feedback. Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions.